Welcome to Inside the Pages, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. This is Pastor Carl. Our Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m., Tuesday Bible study, 7 p.m., Thursdays, men focus, that's at 6 p.m., that's an open forum. You're going to want to join us on that, you know, and give your expressions. It's live, it's open, and you're welcome to participate. You know, last week our topic was, when will it change? And prior to that, it was church dating. And so join in with us as we go into it this week. We'll post it, you know, what our topic is going to be. And on Saturdays at 11 p.m., you can find us on KKLA. That is 99.5 FM on your radio dial. You know, we believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Listen, I want to thank you for joining our service this morning. Those that are, are coming aboard right now, entering into the, uh, the, the electronic gates of our worship service, you know, those that are present, certainly we thank God for you. And if you're looking for a church home, if you're looking for growth ministry, I want to invite you to, to join in with us here at Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street. You know, and, and so, and if you're looking, if you desire fellowship, please email us at fellowship at connectingtruth.org. That's fellowship at connectingtruth.org. Mighty God, you know, help me with a little bit of this. I've been captured by a love I can't explain. And now you have me. I'm forever changed. I've abandoned everything I've ever known. Now surrender, my life is not my own. I belong to you. I belong to you. I belong to you. I belong. You know, that's a good thing we ought to tell the Lord. Lord, I belong to you. I belong to you. You're my Lord and Savior. You're the one that my heart pants after. Lord, I belong to you. You know, we're going to go before the Lord in a word of prayer. And afterwards, we're going to have our, our scripture reading. 
And certainly we thank God this is the day that the Lord has made and we can rejoice and be glad in it. Bless your name, Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness and grace. We thank you, Lord God, for your mercy. Thank you for your kindness for all that you have done. We thank you for that which you are going to do. Lord God, we have come into this place. We are, Lord God, in, in to worship you in the beauty of holiness. Lord God, we come with expectations. Lord God, and first is to give you honor and glory. Lord God, to give you praise for who you are. Lord, we just ask that you would bless us on this day to, to be found pleasing in your sight and praise and worship, Lord God, and uh, your word, Lord. Lord, help us, Lord God. We're looking for your help, Lord Jesus. We're not depending upon anyone else, Lord God, but we're depending on you. You are the author and finisher of our faith. Lord God, we pray and ask that you would touch those family members that have suffered loss, Lord God, locally and those that are afar. Lord God, that you would bless them, Lord Jesus. You know uh, the, the, how we are. You know us. Lord Jesus, and how we act. You know us, Lord God. And only you can send a word of comfort uh, and understanding that will help uh, those that are dealing with sickness right now, those that are dealing with the loss of loved ones, Lord God. And we just pray and ask that you will touch the minds of, of our, those that are in positions of leadership, whether in the secular, the government, or in the church. Lord God, we pray and ask, Lord God, that you would move by your power, Lord God, because they're not telling truth. They're not giving, Lord God, the, uh, what is necessary and what is needed on the level that it should be on, Lord God. But we're asking that you would stir their minds, their hearts up, Lord God, and we ask that your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. O oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Sing unto the Lord, bless his name. Show forth his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the heathens, his wonders among all people. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all, all gods. And the Bible says, and they continued daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily, such should be saved. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearers of the word. Amen. Truly, we thank God for, uh, again, uh, his goodness. We thank God for his grace. We thank God for your presence. And, you know, we want to, to join in with this hallelujah chant. And then we're going to go into the word of God and see what he has to say. You know, continue to pray for us as we are praying for you. Uh, certainly, our hearts are, uh, are praising God in spite of everything else that is going on. Uh, not just locally, but in other places, you know, 
uh, we'll, we'll never forget this is a large planet that we're on and there are people everywhere and people are dealing with issues. People are dealing with things. And, and so, you know, God is mindful of those things. And that means that there's something that uh, for us to be praying about. Our prayers should not be selfish, uh, me, myself and I, but our prayers should be for one another. Uh, our prayers should be for the person that's next to us and uh, the person that even we don't know, but maybe we've heard. You don't have to know someone's name to pray for them, uh, you know, and certainly uh, God is a God of uh, his people. And I, I say that because you can go to bed tonight and the Lord take you, move you across the globe into someone else's presence or maybe in, down the street, who knows, but move you into another person's presence to encourage them so that they receive what they need from God and then take you and put you back in your place and so that you wake up the next day refreshed and ready to go, but you've been out. Now, yes, there's scripture for that. We're not gonna go into it. Just want to give you that to think about for the moment. And so, um, listen, let's let's go on into the into this particular pra uh, praise chant, excuse me, <laughs> into this praise chant, you know, and, and we're going to love, we're going to love on God. We're going to love on the Lord and Savior, you know, the sovereign, sovereign as no one else like him. And then we're going to go into the word of God and see what he has for us today.
bless you, Lord. I want to dedicate that to the Ben family. They're praise dancers that have blessed us throughout the years. And, you know, and right now, I want to hold them up in prayer and that the Lord would bless them as well. Mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. This is a very simple song. Can't nobody express to the Lord like you can. I love you. I love you. I love you, Lord, today because you cared for me in such a special way that's why i praise you i lift you up i magnify your name that's why my heart is filled with praise i love you i love you I love you, Lord, today because you cared for me in such a special way. That's why I praise you. I lift you up. I magnify your name. That's why my heart is filled My heart, my mind, my soul belongs to you. You paid the price for me way back on Calvary. That's why I praise you. I lift you up. I magnify your name. You know, I feel the fire burning in here. My heart, my mind, my soul belongs to you. You paid the price for me way back on Calvary. That's why I praise you. I lift you up. I magnify you. Bye. Bye. 
it required a special kind of love for you and me. It, it required something. I mean, come on, think about who you are. Think about what you've been. You know, you know that expression, I've been there, done that. You know, you may not have been everywhere. You may not have done everything, but you did enough. You did enough that if you died, if you were found in that situation and died, you would die without being in good fellowship with him. But he loved us in such a special way that he waited on us. He loved us in such a special way that he looked beyond our faults and saw our needs. That's love. That's love when, when, when it, it, your faults don't matter. But I'm looking at who you are and what you're going to become. I'm going to work with you. I'm going to help you. I know it's a process. God understands it's a process. And he has all the tools to make it work, to make it happen. That, that's why we lift our voices up. That's why we sing to him. It, it don't matter if you have the best voice. We're making a joyful noise unto the Lord. And we're serving him with gladness. There's nobody that can do it like him. I could search for eternity long and find there is none 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 mighty god you know, just after thinking about that, I have to say myself personally, I'm just ready to go to the altar and pray. You know, I know that you've tuned in to hear the word of God and, and we're going to go into the word of God. But I'm just letting you know my heart is filled with gratitude and, and prayer just to, to tell them thank you. Thank you, Jesus. You know, it doesn't wherever you are, just tell them thank you. You know, there is none like him. There's no one that can can do you like Jesus. That's not just a cliche. That That's a true saying. That is a true saying. Mighty God, bless you, Lord Jesus. Certainly, again, I, I want to extend this invitation. You know, the Lord has blessed us and we're on radio as well as the different podcasts uh, that are playing um, the radio station that has us on their podcast as well as uh, their radio station, which is KKLA uh, 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 dot com or 99.5 on the FM radio dial on Saturday evenings at 11.30 p.m. And so um, one of the things that we want to make sure uh, that is that is not left out is is that first of all we want to thank you for joining right now this is live this is live right now you know and so at nine o'clock on Sunday mornings it's live at seven on uh, seven p.m. on Tuesdays is live six p.m. on Thursdays is live and you know and we just want you to know that if you're looking for a church home growth and ministry we want to invite you to join in with us. Uh, to come over and to be with us in service 
uh, Cornerstone Apostolic Church here at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. You know, as we are growing the ministry, we are growing the ministry. The Lord has enlarged our borders. And so there is not uh, any place that is not reachable for the gospel. There's not any place that, you know, uh, that uh, cannot be touched. And those places that we can't touch, God knows how to touch them. And so we're doing, you know, and with great joy and expectation, reaching out to the souls of men. You know, we, we even pound the pavement. We believe in after we leave service, we'll, we go out knock on doors. We go out praying for uh, those that we meet uh, before we leave going home. You know, the ministry goes out beyond the walls. It's not limited uh, to the, the brick and mortar that we enter into. And so we just want to extend that invitation for you to join in with us and be active, be part of, uh, participate, you know, and if you desire fellowship, again, uh, email us at Fellowship at ConnectingTruth.org. I want to direct your attention to Second uh, Kings. Second Kings, the fourth chapter. I'm going to read verse 16 through 17. That's Second Kings, the fourth chapter. Verse 16 through 17. I'm going to start reading from there, Deke. The Bible says, and he said about this season, thank you, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. And she said, nay, my Lord, thou man of God, do not lie unto thy handmaid. And the woman conceived and bare a son at that season that Elisha had said unto her according to the time of life. Let me read that again. And he said about this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. And she said, nay, no, no, my Lord, thou man of God, don't don't lie to me. Don't don't tell me this if it's not going to happen. Don't tell me this, and uh, you know, and and I'm looking and considering who I am, uh, my age, the age of my husband. I, I, I'm, I'm 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 hearing what you're saying, but don't be fooling me. Don't mislead me. Don't be prophesying to me. And the woman conceived, it did happen. The woman conceived and bare a son at that season that Elisha had said unto her, according to the time of life. Second Kings 1, 1 through 6, I'm going to read this. Then Moab rebelled against Israel after the death of Ahab. And as a, as a fell down through a lace, Lattice, excuse me, a lattice uh, in his upper chamber that was in Samaria and was sick and 
he sent messengers and said unto them, go inquire of Beelzebub, the God of Acre, uh, whether I should recover of this disease. Go and uh, ask the God of uh, Beelzebub, the God of Akron, uh, am I going to get over this sickness? I, I fell down, I'm, I'm injured, I'm bedridden, and I'm going to ask uh, this other God what's going to happen. I'm going to dial 1-800-God uh, of Akron. I'm going to Google God of Akron and ask, uh, am I going to be healed? But the angel of the Lord said to Elijah the Tishbite, arise and go to meet the messengers of the king of Samaria and say unto them, is it not because there is not a God in Israel? You're sending to ask of the God of Akron because there is no God? Why are you doing this? Now, therefore, thus saith the Lord, thou shalt not come down from that bed on which thou art gone up, but surely, but shall surely die. And Elisha departed. The messengers went back and gave the message and the king was not happy about what he heard. Matter of fact, he asked, who, who was it that told you this? Describe him to me. And they said it was a hairy man. And he had on some leather, he had on some leather clothing. And he knew exactly who that individual was. Now, I mentioned two individuals there, and that's one, the, 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 the woman that uh, said, Lord, don't, uh, God of man, or man of God, don't, don't, don't pull my leg here, don't, don't tell me something that's not true. And then you have another individual that's going to someone else instead of going to God to ask, uh, am I going to live? I want to take a thought here, and that is God said it, and that settles it. God said it, and that settles it. Not Instagram, I didn't read this on Instagram, and you're not gonna read it there either unless someone posts uh, God said it, and that settles it. But uh, Instagram is not the author of your well-being. Neither is Facebook, unless you're listening to uh, Cornerstone Apostolic Church here in Pomona on Facebook, or uh, maybe you're listening to another uh, ministry that that a credible ministry that that doesn't provide preservatives and fluffs and uh, you know all that other stuff that tea is not made out of. Or, you know, you're not going to find it on Twitter or TikTok, as well as uh, as uh, those that are listening and, and paying attention to those Internet trolls that are misleading and, and providing inflammatory stuff and providing incorrect information regarding what impacts your soul salvation. You got to watch out. There are a lot of Internet trolls out there. And so uh, when we look at Elisha, Elisha was a follower of sovereign God. Uh, you know, we are followers of sovereign God. 
for followers of God, the true and living God. Uh, you don't have to persuade me that that and I'm not going to the God of Akron to ask if everything's going to be all right. But I'm going to sovereign God because I know there is a God in Israel. There is a God in California. Matter of fact, there's a God in in Corona and there's a God right now here in Pomona. And that's why we would feel the fire uh, in here right now, because God is a mighty consuming fire. And so we feel the warmth of his flame flickering right now. We feel the spirit of God moving right now in the service. And, and so Elisha was a follower of sovereign God. He believed what God said. He believed in God's ability to perform. it. I have to be real. If it wasn't for the belief and trust and confidence in God, I wouldn't be standing here uh, at this microphone, but it's because of who I, uh, who God is and the fact that I do believe in him and his ability to perform as well as his saving grace and his mercy that I have experienced for myself that I am here impressing and pouring out of myself all that's within me uh, to accomplish and to do his will. Elisha's pastor, his leader, his overseer, his teacher was Elisha. And so, uh, who also believed and followed God. Now, note that like preacher, like people, that characteristic that was within Elijah resides in Elisha. The Bible tells us in Hosea uh, 4 9 that there shall be like people, like priests. And so uh, whatever, this is why it's important that the ministry that you're part of, the ministry that you're following, that uh, that you listen attentively, it's important that you ask those questions uh, regarding what is being said so that you can make sure it lines up with the word of God. There is no rhema word that does not line up with the scriptures. And, and so we view it uh, there is no prophetic word that you're going to receive that is not going to line up with the word of God either. Oh, my God, bless you, Lord Jesus. And, and so like people, like priests, and I will punish them for their ways and reward them for their doings. Now, the Lord is dealing while Hosea was concerning uh, dealing with the concerns of the sins of the people. Uh, understand God is fair and he rewards righteousness. So God said, I reward them, uh, their doing. So if you are righteous in what you're doing, then you're not going to receive the reward of someone that is unrighteous. Uh, Galatians 6 and 7 says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Proverbs 21 and 3 says, to do justice, and judgment is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. So we can make all the sacrifices we want. You can give whatever you consider a sacrifice to be. But if you live a life that is unacceptable unto God, then you, you should have just kept that, uh, that piece of cheese that you slid into the plate because it's not gonna, it's not acceptable unto God. The, the Bible tell us that uh, beloved, uh, brethren, Paul is talking to the church and says, 
or that we are to present our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, because this is our reasonable service. That's what God is looking for. When, when Saul, when Saul went to offer sacrifices unto the Lord after disobeying what he was told to do, um, uh, Samuel asked him, uh, do you think God takes pleasure in sacrifices over obedience? God wants your obedience. Your obedience. Your obedience doesn't require finances. It requires your willingness. Uh, uh, the Bible said that Lazarus was um, was laid at the carry to the rich man's gate so that he might be able to eat leftovers, that he might be able uh, to, to receive a little bit of something from, the, from what that man was throwing away. And he was sick, had sores on him. And the, the only comfort, the only medicine that he received was the dogs licking his sores. And when he died, uh, he went on the angel of the Lord, carried him uh, to his resting place. When the rich man died, he was buried. And that's all the scripture says. Okay. Uh, it doesn't say his servants was there. It don't say nobody carried him any place. It just said he was buried. And, and so there is no compassion or anything except that. And when he asked for some help, uh, Lord, uh, can ape can Lazarus dip his finger in some water and cool my tongue with it? Uh, I'm tormented in the flame. Somebody said that hell has no flames and that a person that goes there is not going to feel the effects of the flame. They did not read their Bible. They didn't read the interpretation that I've read because the Bible speaks about hell uh, burning and it speaks about it having a fire and brimstone where the worm is never uh, quenched. The spirit of a man is, is uh, equ equivalent to a worm and it never dies. This man said, I'm tormented in the flames. He didn't say that the flames are all around. It doesn't matter. You're separated from God. You're tormented in a place that was created for the devil and his angels. Nobody is enjoying that visit or that place of where they will remain. Let's go on here. And, and so the Bible tell us here uh, that sacrifice. Judgment is more acceptable. Righteous judgment is more acceptable than sacrifice. Uh, ladies, gentlemen, uh, you, you ought to practice some good judgment. Practice good um, righteousness in all your behavior and what you do. Whether it's on the job, uh, it's certainly in church, you know, and, and matter of fact, we're going to be dealing with that on uh, as the Lord goes, uh, gives us space and time uh, about that imperfection. But listen. And let us not be weary, Galatians 6 and 9. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Now, as you know, the word settle or settles or settle means to the issue has been resolved or an agreement has been reached regarding the problem. Uh, it, will, it could be for a debt that needed to be paid. The debt has been paid, maybe you settled it. Listen, if you are having any issues in credit, maybe you've been impacted like, like I was financially, 
And, and so you had to make some adjustments and uh, maybe you went behind on with a creditor. And so you call that creditor, let them know that you were impacted by the situation uh, that occurred, uh, whatever that situation might be. And you cannot pay that $500 bill uh, because putting out $500 at this moment is, is going to break you. And that it could be like that. But you are willing to settle for $150. And they may say yes to that. Now, what happens on your credit report is that it says settle. It doesn't mark you down or put a minus on your credit report, but it does show that you settled it for a lesser amount. Nonetheless, it has been paid. And eventually it's going to fall off your credit report. And you won't have anybody calling you trying to collect on that uh, on that five hundred dollars because it was settled for one hundred and fifty. I, I think it, your, your wife would love you for that and or, or, or your husband would love you that because that's a wise business move. And there are many that do it. You settle. And after and there's another process to that that could even totally remove it from your credit report. But listen, settle means that you've reached an agreement regarding the problem. And so there are others, uh, whether it's a debt that needs to be paid or, or there are some things that you may have been waiting for a problem to be resolved for a long time, uh, like this woman here uh, who had actually uh, went beyond, looked at her situation and told the man of God, uh, look, I don't, I don't think we can fully come to agreement with that. Now, I'm, I'm struggling here with what you're saying, so don't lie to me. Because I know him, Pastor Carl, because I know him personally for myself. Uh, we can make this declaration today in the presence of God and the heavenly host that I am familiar with God. You can make this declaration. I'm familiar with God. I'm familiar with his word. And so I'm comfortable and I'm happy with what he has to say. That, that makes a difference when you become comfortable and happy with what God has to say about the situation. Uh, it doesn't mean that you fully understand it. Some There's been times that, that, that I, I found myself not understanding things, but, at, but I needed to persevere in order to, that the will of God be done. And so you may not fully understand, but you can still trust him and trust him enough and know that he has your best interest in mind. The Bible tells us in Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. God has something lined up for each of us. God has something lined up that that, that he is going to uh, that at the end, at the when the time comes that his expectations God has expectations, just like you have expectations. God has expectations. And so we want to stay in that vein of expectations and knowing that what God has spoken in our lives and spoken over us, that he is well able to perform. Elijah was comfortable. Elijah was happy with what God had to say. So he echoed that by the life he lived. And the words that were spoken, 
uh, saints and friends, understand something. That Elijah was a good follower. Uh, you want to be a good follower. Uh, you need to be a good follower so that you can have the same characteristics and get the same results as the good leader. Elijah was a good follower and he was a good leader. And Elisha followed him and he paid attention to him. Uh, the Bible said, and it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by the whirlwind. That Elijah went with Elisha. He went with him from Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Terry here, wait here. I, I, I pray thee, I, I'm, I'm encouraging you. Go on and stay here for a moment. For the Lord hath sent me to Bethel. And Elijah said unto him, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. Somebody have left following the leader today. Somebody have left off for whatever excuse that they have given. Well, I didn't like what he said. Or uh, uh, maybe it's because uh, uh, he didn't say anything. Well, you're not here for the pastor to say everything to you. You, you hear for the word of God. Uh, you hear for another. And so if you need to understand something, you ought to ask. But if you don't ask, don't assume that the, the man of God or the woman of God is going to know. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I have scripture for that, too. Listen. And, and so Elijah said unto him, Elijah, tarry here, I, I pray thee. For the Lord hath sent me to Jericho. And he said, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. They traveled now from Bethel down to Jericho. And Elijah said unto him, he said to Elijah, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me over to Jordan. And he said, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not live thee, leave thee. And they went on. So they've traveled uh, from Gilgal. They've traveled to Bethel. They've traveled to Jericho. They've traveled to Jordan. And every place that, that Elijah stopped at, Elijah stopped too. If Elijah stopped to have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, Elijah stopped and ate a peanut butter and jelly sandwich too. If Elijah stopped and, and, and said I needed to um, go one or two, Elijah went one and two as well. He was not going to miss out. Uh, he was not going to lose a step with Elijah. Wherever Elijah uh, moved to, Elijah moved also. When Elijah stopped and took a break, Elijah stopped and took a break too. When it was time to go, Elijah was ready to go at that moment. He didn't take his eyes off of his leader. Not for one moment. You ought to keep your eyes on your leader so that you can know which way they go. And you may not understand why they're going there, but you ought to keep your eyes on them and follow them. As he told them, wait here. He said, no, as your soul liveth. And as, I, and as the Lord liveth, I'm not going to leave your side. Um, and so they went on. Well, the Bible said it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah, Elijah said unto Elisha, ask what I shall do for thee. You ought to underline that because the day is going to come. Ask what I shall do for thee. 
before I be taken away from thee. See, this man of God knew that his number, his days was numbered. It is no strange thing that people understand and know that their days is, is shortened. It don't mean that they've been cut off. It just means that time is up and that they're going to be leaving here. Uh, and so there are those of us that understand that and know this. And there is an expectation. It don't mean that your bags is packed and you and you trying to leave here tomorrow. But you know that when the time comes, your bags are already packed and you're ready to go. And, he, and, and so Elisha uh, said, I pray thee a double portion of your spirit upon me. Ask what I shall do for thee. Elijah said, I want a double portion of the spirit that's on you. I want a double portion of what I see working in your life. I want a double portion of what I feel when I'm around you. I want a double portion of the prayer that I have been praying because I heard you pray it. I've been praying that same prayer. I want a double portion of the lifestyle in which you're living and the lifestyle that I've been living with you that when God calls you, that I have a double portion of your spirit. And he said, thou ask a hard thing, but nonetheless, you asking something from me that is difficult to give under normal circumstances. It's a hard thing, but it's not an impossible thing. It's a difficult thing for some. But we live in the and deal with the impossible because he's a God of the impossible. And so he said, if thou see me, and you got to be watching. If you see me when I'm taken up from thee, it shall be so. But if not, it will not be so. You'll remain as you are. You'll be in the same situation that you was in before I ascended. But if you see me, uh, when I'm taken up, then you'll get what you're asking for. Now, recall in Galatians, recall in Galatians 6 and 9, it said, let us not be weary in well-doing. If Elisha had become weary, I'm following you from Gilgad, I done followed you down to Jericho, I done followed you to Jordan, I done followed you to Bethel, and, 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 and nothing has happened. You know, and he started becoming weary at that moment that he closed his eyes to wipe the weariness. Elijah could have been taken up, but he didn't faint. And in due season, we shall reap if we not faint. Elijah was uh, did not faint. He followed Elijah and didn't give up. Well, the day came and the day will come that God will ask. And you need to listen. Uh, you, you need to listen. Very carefully, those that are serving two masters, you can't serve two because you're going to love one or hate the other. But one of them is going to ask, whomever you serve is going to ask the question, what can I do for you? Make sure that you're serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Make sure he's the one that you're serving, even as Elijah uh, served the Lord God. And so therefore, uh, when Elijah saw him go up, the day came, ask what I shall do for thee. Elijah was not only led to, to ask Elisha, but had the authority to transfer an anointing, the gift and gifts 
to Elisha. Well, the Bible says now there was a certain woman. There might be a certain woman that's listening right now. Uh, and she had uh, the, uh, the wife and the sons of the prophet uh, unto Elisha saying, thou servant, my husband is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. This woman had came across Elisha after he had seen Elijah caught up in the chariot. Elijah became excited, saying, fathers of he became so excited and he did not take his eyes off of him during the excitement. And as the mantle dropped, he caught it. And when he caught it, as he came to the, the waters, he said, where is the God of Elijah? Well, the day came that he met a certain woman and this woman had sons and her husband had died. And when he, he was a God-fearing man, and she said, the creditors has come to take unto him my two sons. Uh, my husband has died, and, and he didn't leave us with an insurance policy. And, you know, and, and we don't know the situation why. Uh, we don't know how that may have occurred. Now, we can take a moment and beat up on the men and say, well, you, he should have been handling business better. But we don't know if the land had dried up and he was doing his best. Nonetheless, he died. And, and from her testimony, he was a God-fearing man. So I think if he was a God-fearing man, he probably was handling business. And, and so I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. And you can argue with that at your own time. But the Bible said the creditors came and she had two sons and he would have taken the two sons and had them work off the debt. And Elijah said unto her, what shall I do for thee? There's the question again. What am I going to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? Tell me, when hast thou, what hast thou in thy house? And she said, uh, thy handmaid have not anything in the house. I, I don't have anything except a pot of oil. Maybe you're looking around this morning and saying, well, I don't have much. Now, I, I don't have nothing but a couple of dollars in my wallet. I, I don't have nothing but, but, but um, some information. Well, listen, uh, we live in, inf in an information time. I was we, we were talking earlier about uh, about skill sets and techniques. And, and, you know, you may not have deep pockets right now, but what do you have? And, and so you take what you have and you work with it as as what he is about to tell her to do. Then he said, go and borrow thy vessels abroad of all your neighbors. Go to all your neighbors. Go to everybody. Go to the neighbors that you don't know. Go to the neighbors that you do know. And, and get empty vessels. Borrow not a few. Don't ask for one. Amen. Can you give me a dollar? Can you give me a pot? Can you give me this one thing? Ask not for a few. But ask for a lot. Ask for a lot. And sometimes we limit, we limit God by asking for a little. And we get stuck in that mode of majoring in the minor and minoring in the major. When we should, when we talk about we serving a big God, we're talking about that he's God of the universe. If you've been with us on Tuesday night, he's the creator of heaven and earth. If you've been with us, he, he, he moved up on the face of the deep. And, and so, um, 
And so we're talking about that God. And so he said, ask for more than a little bit. <clears throat> Don't ask for a few. And when thou art come in, then thou shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons. And thou shalt pour into all the vessels. And thou shalt set aside that which is full. Now, this certain woman was broke, busted, and disgusted because her husband died, a God-fearing man, but died handling uh, without fully handling some important business. Elijah, who was now in possession of a particular favor with God, asked her, what shall I do for you? I've got favor with God. What can I do for you? And a, a simple question, a simple question, this simple question, and he instructs her to take what she had and go and keep going and keep asking, not once, not twice, but ask for a lot. Go to, go to all, it, it, I, don't, I don't know, maybe you, she may have walked four or five miles, maybe her and her sons with it, it, little vessels, big vessels, medium-sized vessels, but get them all. Don't ask for a few. And while you're doing this, uh, go in and shut the door. See, that's why sometimes we need to consecrate. Sometimes we need to go in and shut the door. Shut everybody else out. Don't let nobody else in. Shut the door. Consecrate. Turn it all off and just seek God. Let him be God. Lord, I'm listening for you. I'm watching for you. I'm believing what you have to say. Oh my God, she could have been overwhelmed with pity. She could have been overwhelmed with pride and said, well, I don't believe God's gonna do it for me. But God said it and that settled it. Well, the Bible said that, that it fell on a day that Elijah had passed to, uh, was on his way and he was met by a great woman and she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was, it was so that, that he often passed that way. And so this woman made an observation and she understood that he was a man of God. You ought to live in such a way that somebody should see that, that you're saved and sanctified without you saying anything. I walked into the, the store to get some fish and, and, and some other stuff that I probably shouldn't have been buying, but on my way into the store, uh, there was a, a, a young lady uh, that, that saw me and, and she was actually walking ahead of me. Uh, but on the way out of the store, she got my attention and she said, I, I could tell that you are a man of God. Now, I had on gym clothes. I didn't have on anything that, that it didn't look like I was coming from church or anything like that. You know, whatever that church attire is that. <laughs> That, that associated with so many, I, I just don't follow that. But listen, I had on some gym clothes because it was a Saturday. And, but somebody ought to see uh, something about you because of your relationship with God. And, and so uh, this woman was conscious enough that she said, you know, she told her husband, and I don't know how she told him, but, but she told him in such a way that, that baby, we ought to make a chamber, make a little room so that as this man of God passes by, he can have a place to rest at. Uh, and so let's set something up for him and let's give him a, 
put a bed in there for him and let's put a table in there so he could sit out and read it, you know, put his feet up or whatever he's going to do, a stool and, you know, and a candlestick. And, and so that when he comes in, uh, matter of fact, uh, he could just go there. We're not going to disturb him. We're not going to do anything but just allow him to, to rest, you know, and acknowledge the fact that he is a man of God. And so the, the day came that as they were having a conversation that Elijah said, what is to be done for thee? Uh, I, there's something, you know, that, that's stirring in my spirit. What is it that, that I can do for you? You know, do you want me to talk to the king? I have the ear of the king or, or to the captain of the host. You know, I can go and talk to some people in authority. What is it that you want me to do? And she said, I'm, I'm happy just being here among my people. And he said, well, what is it I could do for you? And so in the conversation went on, his servant said uh, she don't have a child and her husband is old. And so uh, they are without uh, that particular inheritance. Uh, because children are an inheritance from the Lord. They're not angels. Mm -hmm. Because that would mean each one of us are angels. But we're not. We're, we were given as an inheritance from the Lord. And, and so whatever you think is impossible is possible with God. She don't have a child and her husband is old. But it doesn't matter because it's still possible with God. And so therefore God has said it and that settled it. He is a God that can do. And he called her and said, when you come uh, uh, this time next year, when this season has come, uh, that uh, you're going to have a son. And so since God has spoken it and since he has settled it, if you recall last week, we talked about how uh, the God has has spoken into our lives and that God was going to turn back the hands of time. Well, here it is. The Lord is speaking to this other woman and saying that he is going to this time next year. Well, what am I to do? I've heard the word of God on last week that when God resets the time, uh, that when God turns back the hands of time, somebody might laugh at it like Sarah did. But the day came that God turned back the hands of time and she was found with child. Uh, the day make the day comes that that the Lord is asking, what am I going to do for you? You've been faithful. What can I do for you? You've been obedient. What can I do for you? You just repented of your sins and, and, and you've turned and said, I'm not going to go down that path again. What can I do for you? Well, when the Lord has spoken a word, saying I'm going to turn back my hands of time. When God has spoken a word and we know that what God said has settled it. Well, we got to take some action. Because this woman knew that that uh, nine months from now, uh, from the time that he has spoken, uh, that at that appointed time, uh, that I'm going to be found with a child. Well, that means that since we believe the word of God, then we ought to do something. Let me let me tell you this. The Bible says for the Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. So nine months we have to prepare for what God has promised. He didn't tell her that she was going to have a baby right away. It wasn't going to be premature, but nine months from now, she was going to be found with child. And so therefore, God has spoken a word. And since he has spoken a word, then we ought to get up and do something. Uh, just like this woman prepared for a child, we ought to set up the baby crib. We ought to get the room ready. We ought to get uh, notices prepared to send out to our friends. 
We ought to start making preparation for what God is going to do because we believe what God has said. And because I believe it, that's settled it. So I'm going to take on some action. I'm going to start making plans. I'm going to plan for the preparation of what God is doing. I'm going to plan knowing that he's going to enlarge our borders. I'm going to plan out knowing that he's going to add birth and add souls. I'm going to plan out knowing that God is going to uh, measure out the things that I need. I'm going to plan and I'm going to collect the pots that I need. I'm going to collect all that I need to make it done. Well, the Bible, I'm reminded where the man of God told the king, said, listen here, said, you want to go out and fight against your enemy. And he said, take the arrow and I want you to hit the arrow. And so the man uh, hit the arrow only a few times. And the man of God got upset with him and said, you should have smote it. You should have kept hitting it so that you would have complete victory. Don't hear what God is saying and then stop short of your blessing. Don't hear what God is saying and don't walk all the way through to the end. Don't hear what God is saying and say, well, I, I'm a little weary now. It's been three months and it's been four months and I haven't felt a kick from the baby. I haven't heard a heartbeat from the baby. Uh, but I listen here uh, because God said it that settled it. And so I'm walking, talking about walking by faith. I, I'm hoping and because I have this hope. And hope is the substance of things, uh, uh, faith is the substance of things that is hoped for and the evidence of things not seen, then I'm making preparation. That's why the, the prophet said, show me your, your faith and I'll show you my works. You got to do something. You've heard the word. And so you got to occupy till he come. Now that's what the Lord told him, said occupy till I come. And so since I know that God's word is in transit, since I know that his word has been sent out and is going to perform whatever God said is going to do, then I'm preparing for it. I'm preparing for it. I'm preparing for what I have expectations of what God is going to do. I'm in preparation. What are you doing, Pastor? I'm in preparation. We just talked the other day, a couple of weeks ago, preparation uh, for what, what we're planning to do months from now with expectation of what God has spoken today. Bless you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. Preparation. Making the preparation. I'm preparing. I've already had in my mind what I need, I have it in my mind, what I need. I'm outlining, I'm rehearsing it over and over again and making preparation to, to, uh, for what I don't see, but I have this hope because God's word has been spoken. God's word has been spoken in your life. Do you know what God has told you? Mighty God, bless your name, Jesus. And so you move with the works. You prepare that room, make that room, get that room prepared, get it dusted up. You, you know, you're going to need the, the baby, you know, you're going to need bottles. You, you know, you're going to need 
diapers. You know what you're going to need. And so we prepare. Now, we prepare. God actually does the work. Now, let me let me go here with that. <clears throat> Bless your Lord Jesus, mighty God. <clears throat> you see, the woman that needed that had the one pot of oil. She had one pot of olive oil. One pot of olive oil. <clears throat> That's what she had. One pot of olive oil. Now, if you know that oil, the olive oil, if you've seen olives, you see that they're little tiny seeds with a bit of skin on them. If you've eaten them, you know, or seen them, they're little, little tiny things, look like little grapes with this giant seed in it. In other words, it takes a lot of preparation and a lot of olives to get a pot of olive oil, which makes it so valuable because it requires a grinding. It requires something uh, that, uh, that it requires a task. Now, I don't read that she had a grove of olive oils, I, I, olive trees, excuse me. What she did have was a pot. And then she followed the instructions of what the leader said to go and do. And that is to collect all of those empty pots, not a few, but collect a lot of empty pots and bring them home. Now, now, you know, people hoard things. This is one time that, that hoarding was okay. Hoard these pots. And as she took the one pot and poured oil from it into another pot, and that pot filled up, the pot that she originally poured from kept refilling. Mm-hmm. It kept refilling and it kept refilling and it kept refilling. This was not a Keebler's commercial. There was no else in the background creating crushing uh, olives to be put in that pot. This was not that this. No. This was a move of God because of the prophet, the man of God. Asked a simple question. This was a move of God because the woman of God believed what the man of God told her to do. God spoken it, He said it, and that has settled it. It settled it. And so from this moment. We understand that God is resetting the time. God is consciously aware of where we are right now as a people, as a church. And he has spoken these things. So what do we do? We occupy 
until he come. We walk with this expectation, knowing that he has spoken it, he has settled it. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your Lord God. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word today. Lord, we know that you have spoken it, you have settled it, that thy word is settled in heaven. There's a whole heavenly host now that has heard your word proclaimed. The angels that you have encamped round about us that are heirs of salvation have heard what has been proclaimed today. They've heard the instructions has been given to your people that we're to make preparation for those things that you have spoken over us. Lord God, and so we pray, I pray and ask that you would bless each one that has received your word. Lord, and those that will receive it as they go, as they think about it, as they then make a decision, that wise decision, that man, I'm gonna become, I'm gonna be part of that. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Lord God, bless them. Thank you, Lord God. Well, your word has preeminence. Lord God, your word is, is gone out and you said it's not going to return void. So we don't have to be concerned about that. Lord God, we thank you as we rejoice in your word, as we follow the instructions that have been given to us today. We will occupy until you come. We'll be careful to give your name the praise and to give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless your Lord. Friends, my prayer is that something has been said that is that will grip and encourage your heart and on this day, not just today, but from moving forward. Listen again, I want to encourage you to join with us on Sundays at 9 a.m. Praise and worship. Tuesdays at 7 p.m. We're in the book of Genesis. We're traveling on a journey there. And so, uh, you know, we talked about those five words in the beginning, God created. And so in the beginning, God created. And so what God created in the beginning exists right now. That same word that was spoken then, when his spirit moved up on the face of the deep, it made a difference. His spirit is still moving and it's moving in our lives today. Bless your Lord Jesus. Let's be prayerful. You know, you ought to, you ought to, I, I like telling them, telling folks now, you know, and I, I'm not going to wear them out with that, but, but, you know, you ought to text someone and let them know God said it and that settles it. Remind people, you know, we have to be reminded. We have to be reminded. And that's why the Bible said through the, the foolishness of preaching, you know, and, and so, because we have to be reminded and, and so that, that's what we're doing. We're reminding and it doesn't stop because others will yet need to be reminded of what God has said. And so we're here to remind, encourage, you know, we're going to rejoice in the Lord and what he has spoken over our lives. 
Listen, I want you to be blessed. You know, continue to pray for us as we pray for you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.
Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost rest, rule, and abide henceforth, now, and forevermore. Lord, say the same Tuesday night, book of Genesis, 7 p.m. God bless you.